Well, amen, huh? Now, I must warn you, I have 10 pages of notes to go through. I have two chapters to preach on. A page, if we do a page a minute, I'll just go like this. No. Well, I, I uh, actually asked Wayne and the different ones. I said, you know what? I think it's a, a huge thing that you give us a report. You are our family. You're our people. And we would love to hear, what did God do in Liberia with you? And so, yeah, you can clap for that. That's for sure. And so in the process, it just so happened to be that this week I'm supposed to speak on whom will you serve? And I thought, well, what better than to have an example of people that are serving the Lord? They're already serving in the church, every one of them, but yet they went an extra mile. They gave up the comforts of being an American to go into villages where they slept on the floor and on mats, and you got to sleep inside of a mosquito net and a bug net, otherwise you will have bugs with you if you do not. And so they did a lot of that. I'm like, you know what? Let's let them speak before we talk about who we will serve. Now you're saying, well, wait a minute, Larry, that's unfair. Exactly. That was the point. is to get you to think about serving the Lord. And so um, I'm not going to cover two chapters. What I'd like to do, though, is I'd like to take you to chapter 24. Um, I'm going to read the first 13 verses of chapter 24 to you and just kind of follow along with me if you will chapter 24 of Joshua right after Deuteronomy right before Judges let me say this in chapter 23 Joshua three times explains to the Israelite where God has brought them from and then warns them not to turn from God three times. It had been about 20 years, going into chapter 23, about 20 years since they had actually had battles. God had delivered them, they, uh, had uh, allowed them to defeat 31 encompassed or uh, encamped cities with walls around them. They defeated that many, taken over several tribes, taken land. But this is what is happening in 24. So I just want to tell you, Joshua saw that they were starting to wane in their serving God and in their believing in what he was doing. And so but chapter 24, there's a little bit of a review, a historical review that God gives to Joshua to deliver to the people. So let's read that. Then Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem. He summoned the elders, leaders, judges, and officials of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. Joshua said to all the people, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. This will be the last time that's recorded that Joshua speaks to the people on behalf of God. This is what he says. Long ago your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River and worshipped other gods. But I took your father Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates and led him throughout Canaan and gave him many descendants. I gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. I assigned the hill country of Seir to Esau. But Jacob and his family went down to Egypt. Then I sent Moses and Aaron, and I afflicted the Egyptians by what I did there, and I brought you out. 
When I brought your people out of Egypt, you came to the sea, and the Egyptians pursued them with chariots and horsemen as far as the Red Sea. But they cried to the Lord for help, and he put darkness between you and the Egyptians. He brought the sea over them and covered them. You saw with your own eyes what I did to the Egyptians. Then you lived in the wilderness for a long time. I brought you to the land of the Amorites who lived east of the Jordan. They fought against you, but I gave them into your hands. I destroyed them from before you, and you took possession of their land. When Balak, son of Zippor, the king of Moab, prepared to fight against Israel, he sent for Balaam, son of Beor, to put a curse on you. But I would not listen to Balaam. So he blessed you again and again, and I delivered you out of his hand. Then you crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. The citizens of Jericho fought against you, as did also the Amorites, the Perizzites, Canaanites, Hittites, Girgashites, Hivites, Hivites, and Jebusites. I made one up in there. But I gave them into your hand. I sent the hornet ahead of you, which drove them out before you. Also the two Amorite kings. You did not do it with your own sword and bow. So I gave you a land on which you did not toil and cities you did not build and you live in them and eat from the vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. There's a whole bunch of eyes that he did that he doesn't include. I fed you in the desert. I gave you shade. I gave you sun. I gave you meat. Eight times in these 11 and a half 12 verses God says I did it I did it I did it let me tell you something if you're here this morning and you put faith in Jesus Christ what part did you do absolutely nothing you accepted the free gift God is above saying I sent my son to die for you I made a way for you to be justified. I made a way for you to be reconciled. I provided you with eternal life. I am the one that did it all. So then what's your response? What's your response when he found you? You were going to hell. Amen? How many of you were going to heaven before you met Jesus? I, the Lord God, would say, I am the one who did it. Now, what will your response be? Well, what is Joshua's response? After God tells him, you tell him, I'm the God that's brought them. I'm Yahweh. I'm the great God. I'm not the little G, I'm the big G above. So what does he say in 14? Verse 14. Look at this. Joshua says, now that you've heard from the Lord, now that he's told you, he's reminded you of the historical view, the summarization of what he's done for you. Look what he says. Now fear the Lord. Fear him. What's the next line? And Serve him with all faithfulness. Serve him faithfully sometimes. With all faithfulness. 
serve the Lord. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped before the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Throw away the drug addiction that you had. Throw away the alcohol bottle. Throw away the pornography. Throw away all those gods you were serving before and follow after him. Serve him today. Oh yeah, you're not too excited because it's pretty convicting, isn't it? It's convicting to me, the guy saying it. But listen to what he says, and I say it to you. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you this morning, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. See, if you're not serving him, you're serving something else. Whether the gods of your ancestors serve beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But listen to Joshua now. What was his, remember I talked about a couple of different times. What I love about Joshua is I always see him being obedient. Amen. He's always obeying God. Yeah. Oh my goodness, me and Matt prayed earlier this week. I said, oh Lord, if I could just be like Joshua. I want to be a Joshua that says, I'm going to be obedient to you, Lord. I'm going to follow after your word. I'm going to do what you say to do. Because you can make a difference when you're in God's hands. And he says this, but as for me and my household, you do what you want to. But as for me and my household, we are going to serve the Lord. Let me say that again because I don't think you responded well. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen? And then the people say, oh, far be it from us not to serve God. We don't want to forsake the Lord. You all, if I have you all stand up today, you'll stand up and you'll say, oh, yes, I'm going to serve the Lord. And you'll walk out and you'll forget about it. That's what we do. Why do you think God reminded them of all he's done for them? Because you're going to forget. You got to be You know why we write history down? So you don't forget. Hey, we, we got all the stuff about Hitler because we don't want to forget. God's saying, don't forget the good things I've done for you. Serve me. Joshua says, I was there in the death. I was in Egypt. I was one of the captives. I've gone through the desert. I've watched God deliver us time and time and time. They won battles they should have never won. What did God say? He said in one of the passages that I haven't read to you, but if you look at it in 23, he says, one of you can take on a thousand men. Why is that? Because the Lord God is fighting the battle for you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Selma read it for you. It's on this shirt. The passage says, don't be afraid. Why? Because I'm so strong. Oh, I'm 200 pounds soaking wet. I'm not that strong. But because God is with me. If God wasn't with me, I'd be sitting right there shaking in my boots. Ain't no way I'd be up here. But I can come to the pulpit today and tell you what he says and say, I can say it with confidence. Why? Because God is with me. God is with you today. Amen. 
When did he say to choose? This day. Right now, people. If you're not serving God, why not? What's stopping you? In Ephesians, he said he saved you that you could become a workman for him. He saved you to serve. Amen? Amen. You get really quiet out there sometimes. <laughs> I want to do something with you today. We don't do this very often at Valley Bible Church. I'm going to ask you to respond. All right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring a chair over here so that I can be sitting just like you. I want you to pray. Sorry if you're over there and you can't see me. Look at your screen. Maybe they'll show me. <laughs> I want you to contemplate something. Are you serving him? Amen. But are you serving him with all your heart? Amen. If you are, praise God. If you're not, why not? What is keeping you from serving this living God? The one that's done everything for you. Everything. You woke up this morning because he cared enough to wake you up. No one broke in your house last night because he was on the job. Oh, no, I, I, I. There's a whole bunch of eyes in your life where he has showed up. What's he say in Romans 12? You know what all that is when God shows up and does all that stuff? How much of that stuff that we read about in there with the Israelites, how, many, how much of that did they deserve? Did they deserve for God to give them all this stuff? Not at all. You know what that's called? That's called mercy. That's called mercy. They deserve nothing but hell. They deserve hell. That's right. So did you before you met the Savior. But he says there in Romans 12, in light of his mercy, why don't you do this reasonable act of service by giving him your body? Why aren't you doing that? I remember when I wasn't, and it was miserable. But when you start doing what God wants you to do, it's something about it that's so fulfilling. But here's what I want to do. Contemplate it. If you're serving at Valley Bible Church, or even somewhere else, but you serve on the Lord, everybody bow your heads. I don't want anybody to be embarrassed by this. But if you are serving him, why don't you stand with me? Stand if you're already serving. Stand. Yeah, praise God. I'm preaching to the choir. Amen. Now then, if just what you saw from the Liberian team and just this short, brief, 15-minute little, I won't even call it, it's not even a sermonette, just an encouragement in the Word. If you've been touched by that and you say, you know what, I haven't been serving him, but I want to. Would you stand? You see, there's lots of things where you can serve him. And what Selma said was important. She said, I, I don't know if I have anything to give, but, I'm, but listen, you know what she did? I'm still willing to go. And then God used her. The last one I'll talk to is maybe somebody here who's never met Jesus Christ. You don't even know what we're talking about, hardly. 
if you'd like to know who Jesus is, if you, maybe you've been here before and you've heard it, and you just don't quite, it doesn't, it doesn't come together for you, why don't you stand where you're at? Now, if you just stood, you're that last category, would you please do me? I'm not asking you to walk the aisle right now. I'm not doing that to you. But if that's your category, me and some other men are going to be standing right up here, some of the elders, maybe a few of the deacons, people that, one of our pastors, we're going to be standing up here. We would love to be able to explain to you how to meet our Jesus, how he'd like to introduce himself to you today. Father, I thank you today for your word. I want to thank you for uh, allowing this church that is wealthy in the world standard to be able to send a team to go to Liberia. And they, and they paid for a lot of it themselves, Lord. I pray that you'll return their money to them tenfold. I think you will because that's the kind of God you are. If we serve you, you always seem to bless us. And if they don't ever get anything monetarily, they say we were blessed just to be there because I've heard their story. Lord, I thank you for the servants of Valley Bible Church. We cannot do ministry without servants. Uh, the elders and uh, deacons and the pastoral staff would only get maybe about 1% done. So we need the people. And that's how you designed it. We thank you for designing it that way. That when you save people, you, you intended them to serve you. And so, uh, thank you, Lord, for all you've done for us. May you bless the lives of the servant. Continue to give them strength to serve. Uh, encourage their hearts today, even. And we just thank you for your word in Jesus' name. Amen.